This is Space Cats Peace Turtles Errata, the supplemental podcast for Space Cats Peace Turtles, bonus episode, Yin Brotherhood, music by Ben Prunty, featuring Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. So today uh, we're going to war with uh, the community over Yin Brotherhood, <laughs> and we're going to fight. We're going to burn all the bridges that we've built uh, with the wonderful community of people that have been responding to our podcast. We're going to stand for what we believe in. Can I do a bit? Yeah. Tom Petty just died, and this feels relevant right now. I'm probably not going to use any of this, but it's just fun. Okay. Well, that was, uh, that was in case you do, time. that was uh, Yin Petty and the Yin Breakers. <laughs> I won't Yin down. <laughs> yeah, so uh, every everyone in the entire universe had something to say about our opinions on the Yin Brotherhood, and uh, apparently we just don't care. Yeah, people like them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> News to us. <laughs> um. So today we're going to break down. We 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 just knew we needed to like really spend some time on this topic. Uh, Do we have like it's... a list of all the people who contributed to this discussion? Because yes. we're not going to be able to. There were so many that we're not going to be able to do like a point Respond. by point yeah. thing. We're going to do a more. And I hope that in in being like going all over the place and being like grand about it, that we don't just invite more yeah, nitpicking. Miss things, but. Uh, we can't. We yeah. literally can't. There's too many points. So here's the list of people that contributed to this conversation, and I'm just going to rattle them off. Here we go. From Board Game Geek, Severed Eye, Jimbo V, Jada Pake, Blark Knob, Chromium, Age Collector, Kick the Can, Yavram, Prelate, Musashi Daryl, Sigma Zero Thirteen, and then from Twilight Imperium Reddit, uh, Schnooker, Radiant Solar, Weasel, and making dual appearances, Jada Pake and Jimbo V. So thank you guys all for contributing to this. There's a, there's a lot to talk about, and we have all these points designed because of your guys' response. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll get everything that you had to say will be captured in this conversation. Yeah. But if it doesn't, uh, well, we, this is this is the best we got. Okay. <laughs> so uh, starting off is just talking about Yin's ability again, right? So ignoring the ground uh, force thing, because I think we both agree that the ground force thing is good, Mm -hmm. and you're going to use it a decent amount, and it is going to be effective, and that's an ability that works for the Yin. We're not not really challenging that one too much. It's just more like, I mean, it is... It's not in a this, game changer. Yeah, right? exactly. If it was in the scope of the whole game, yeah. I wouldn't be able to say like, oh, this is a, this is going to... But it's good. I'm not yeah. trying to poke holes in that. Yeah, when you use it, it will be good. But the thing is, it's not like it's what is going to win you the game. You know, it's just like, okay, cool. I can. I don't have to worry about taking a planet. But the other ability... But the other ability... Devotion. So this is the ability... Let's... You know what? Let's, let's, let's backtrack let's, all the way. Let's right. reread. Devotion. After each space battle round... You may destroy one of your cruisers or destroyers to produce one hit and assign it to one of your opponent's ships. So let's go over. Oh, wait. That's what it does? That's good. I like that. <laughs> Just so, kidding. So this this is, there are multiple points in this description that I have issues with or like I get what your guys' arguments for it are. What you guys mostly harp on is the fact that you get to assign the hit, and that is a big deal for sure. Um, 
one of my big problems is it's after each space battle round, you get to do this once. This is a very slow ability. It's not like I can like throw in my three destroyers and after a space combat round, destroy my three destroyers and take out your whole fleet. Right. That doesn't happen. So it's it's very slow. So it's it's picking off one unit at a time. And most people bring up the fact that like, well, this is this is amazing because a destroyer costs one, and I can choose to take out a carrier carrying right. the high value four trade. ground forces. Right. That's mm-hmm. a five for one trade. That is a big deal, and we absolutely agree that that is a big deal. But the problem with it is, it just seems like the yin is always in a situation where their ability lets them hurt somebody very badly but in what way is it setting them up for success we think that this ability is great but we don't see the utility of how it helps us win the game Mm -hmm. it's good for kneecapping certainly it's certainly great for kneecapping and we'll talk about kneecapping more kind of at the end of this episode but then also just to break down some of this trade stuff it's so specific to be able to do this right like what we have trouble coming up with are the situations that we use this all the time. Everyone likes to throw, you know, specific situations at us, but like all of them rely on so many factors. So there's the idea of like, oh, you send a couple destroyers out to then just take out one lone carrier. Well, okay, how often do people really have just lone carriers out there? And also, if I'm doing, let's say I'm doing one destroyer versus your one carrier. Well, my destroyer probably won't even make it to the end of that space round because you're going to have a couple fighters and your carrier firing against it. You're, you know, you might score a hit. So I have to safety have two destroyers. So that's my entire starting fleet of destroyers. So it's not something I can do round one, just go around picking off carriers. It's more like a round two thing. And I just, I don't know when I'm supposed to do that, especially if I'm on the board, people know that that is coming so they're going to leave their carriers better defended right you're gonna see it happen it's not gonna be like your destroyer is gonna like round one be able to buzz all the way across to somebody else's pie slice and also you've only at the end of the day if you do this like yeah you've hurt somebody really early game and you, you, you're going to make their game uh, difficult, but yeah. it didn't necessarily get you any points. You had to overextend, too. Yeah, you had to overextend. You had to, you had to throw a lot of command counters yeah. at like this. Like, just the idea of moving your destroyer several times just to get it to blow yeah. up a carrier right. uh, to stop someone from expanding early on, uh, it just feels like it costs you quite a bit. Yeah, and you all you're really spend... doing is hurting one yeah. player. You're spending your first couple rounds expanding a little bit less to keep other people from expanding as much too and it just feels like you're dragging both of you down the other point of this devotion ability that some of the utility of it is like okay maybe you have just like some destroyers and cruisers with every fleet and the reason this is a threat is anytime your opponent has a unit that can sustain damage they'll probably more often choose not to because at the end of that space combat round if they sustain damage on anything cool i can blow up my destroyer and make you lose your dreadnought that's fine that works but again they can plan against that they right. can prepare for that problem it's they... like you've described it's like you're describing the strategy against the yin brotherhood and being like see this is great he gets to keep his dreadnought like yeah. i'm like yeah. okay well there's still a dreadnought yeah, hitting a on dreadnought. a five he's... or whatever and so like maybe he's losing he you know you you have your dreadnought you have your carrier you have your couple of fighters along um, and sure, destroyers have anti-fighter barrage, so maybe you can weaken some of that so that you know he has to take a hit on the Dreadnought. But the other problem I have is they also nerfed the fact that 
uh, Yin Brotherhood used to start with improved destroyers, and so their anti-fighter rush was really good right out the gate, and now it's three techs deep. you got to get two red and then get the destroyer upgrade to be able to have improved destroyers. Mm-hmm. So it just feels like, like I have a big problem with Yin Brotherhood in that I need to be spending money on getting all of these cheap units to sacrifice. So when do I have money to buy all this tech that right. I apparently need to get to make their abilities actually effective as opposed to just kind of like maybe breaking even mm-hmm. so i don't know i i just have i still have a lot of problems i think all of again i think all of these things have validity and they will come up you're gonna have games as yen brotherhood where it's like oh sweet that guy finally left his carrier open i'm gonna take advantage of that you're always gonna be able to take advantage of people not playing against you well enough but i still don't know if that will always translate into you winning the game this is a time I would like to, before we switch to the next point, I would like to say again, like I tried to say this originally in the episode when we talked about Yin Brotherhood, Matt is someone who uh, likes yeah. the, the the race. Uh, he was very interested in them, I remember when we got the expansion, and has played them several times. Uh, and, and I liked them because they have really good destroyers from the get-go. They had the ability to flip planets. They had all these things that worked in service of them having this kind of sacrifice plugging gaps yeah, basically they were plugging gaps so they had something that improved their economy a little bit they had something that um improved the ships you're going to be wanting to have on the board all the time right so the whole thing is like oh i'm going to sacrifice destroyers i better have a lot of them here's a little bit more incentive to get a lot yeah of them. yeah They're it better made a lot of else's. sense that their destroyers would be just like kind of better in general yes. they lost all of those abilities so now it's just like you should be getting a lot of destroyers because you can sacrifice them and i just don't feel like I think in TI3, they were not a top-tier race, and for them to have gotten as many nerfs as they got is unjustified. They've they've been taken down a peg from being like a maybe slightly middle-upper tier at best. Yeah. So the next point that everyone wants to talk about more is their flagship, which is, as we've said before, it, it's the Necrovirus's old flagship, and it's when this ship is destroyed, destroy all ships in this system and i think it's also really important to note that this says destroy all ships because there's a few instances where this isn't very effective at all depending on how you're choosing to use it uh, a lot of people came to us and said um you know that look here's this crazy situation that you could use the flagship what, what if you have fleet logistics right and so you send your ship you send your nuke in blow up a whole blocker force and then immediately use your regular force to jump over that gap you just opened and invade a home system or invade Mechatol Rex. Okay, that's cool. I have to be able to get fleet logistics to do that. And as Mm -hmm. we just talked about, getting tech with these guys seems like it's going to be difficult because I'm either not doing my abilities all game because I'm buying tech and not buying as many destroyers as I need to constantly have, or I don't get fleet logistics. Right, and you have to buy your flagship. And you have to buy your flagship. And waste it. Yeah, and, and, and like, just burn it yeah. <laughs> on one thing. And uh, the the other idea is like, okay, what if you, you, you know, flagship is good with warfare. You can send your flagship in, nuke a planet, uh, and then warfare the token back, and then invade that planet or jump over it. The problem I have with that is the new warfare is like specifically designed to counter this whole idea because when you pull that command counter first like we said you did not destroy the space dock or the things on the planets you destroyed all of the ships in that system right so if you pull that command counter and they had a space dock on that planet they're going to immediately build there and if they didn't have a space dock there 
then they're going to build somewhere else to be able to still counter your fleet that you're hoping to send through or resend to that system. You know, sometimes people talked about you send the nuke, you blow up all the forces, you pull the command counter, and then you send in your regular force to oh take the God. planet. Just... But like all of those things, it's so many steps for something that someone else can just do. Just does. The Lizix yeah. just gets to walk in, bombard the planet a lot, and then take the planet. I just don't see how blowing up your stuff is better than just having combat abilities that make mm-hmm. your units good at destroying yeah. stuff. Exactly. Not to mention the flagship is really slow. Mm-hmm. It's a movement mm-hmm. of one. You'll, you will require gravity drive to make any use of it because a flagship that moves one, a nuke that walks around moving that slow means everyone just goes, oh, you want to move that one closer to me? I move everything two spaces back. It or, just, it just, or it's easy to lash out against. Anyone can just jump in and take out your nuke. They can send in, you know, their two a cruisers. Skirmish. Yeah, yeah, yep. uh, yeah. And I don't know. It also just comes down to with the yin. Um, I feel like there was just this idea before that they kind of lost, like they kind of lost the plot on or the theme yeah. for, which is just that yin is supposed to be like cheap. Like, mm-hmm. like in the way that Sardak Noor is supposed to be kind of cheap, yeah. you know, like, but now it seems like a lot of these strategies that people are talking about, it's like a lot of this is going to require a lot of money. But yeah. the thing is, Yin, I mean, I realize that destroyers don't cost that much money, but that you, you lose the money. Like, yeah. you, you understand, like, you don't get to, you're not keeping a lot because you're burning yes. money. You yeah. don't, like, there's just a difference between right. buying something, getting to keep it. And possibly use it for the rest of the game and something you're buying that you're definitely going to throw away. Exactly. So the problem we have here then is the yin seems to be in conflict with itself in two distinct ways. One, they have conflicting strategies. There's two different like kind of discussions people were having of exactly what should you do as the yin. There's basically the idea of do you yin ball or do you not yin ball? And so we I don't know that we have a stance on this. I think we have an issue with the debate altogether, which is, do you have all of your destroyers together in one big amoeba that just tears across the galaxy um, that every single fight it's in, it probably loses half or more of its entire... Right. Like, you know, okay, I have this fleet of seven destroyers, so I had to have seven fleet supply to support that, but those seven destroyers come into a fight and score no hits on their dice rolls because they roll really badly, yeah. and then take out one unit every single round. Okay, well, that doesn't actually seem very great no, no. I feel like you kind of strawmanned a little bit there, yeah. too, with the seven. So the other argument is you make sure you have destroyers in every single fleet that you have. And the problem I have with that is, okay, so you're saying I have fleet supply, or I have fleets like everybody else, except for I need to have two extra fleet supply to throw in my two extra destroyers to every single fight. Or you don't, and basically all of your fleets are going to end up a little skinnier, yes. faster. Yes. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and then... Uh, Uh, Yeah. By having a reliance on destroyers that are not inherently better than everyone else's destroyers, except for the pure fact that you get to sacrifice them, that's the big hurt here. Because destroyers are not effective in combat in any other way, unless you can improve them. Mm -hmm. So it kind of turns it into like, okay, so Yin Brotherhood has to improve their destroyers, which means they have to buy those three techs to get there. So like round three, maybe they have better destroyers online and and i don't know what you've done in the meantime you've you've spent a lot of money that's for sure 
and then you need to start now spending a lot of money on replacing yeah it sounds like you got to really manage your money very very well in order for this to be effective at all and it's just it it's too well honestly it's too much to expect of someone and it's not just money too because the other point we need to talk about is how they have conflicting economies to deal with um they're basically limited by every component in the game um we just talked about needing money to be able to build all this stuff but also needing all this tech to be able to make that stuff effective and then also you need fleet supply to be able to have the kind of armies you're supposed to have but you're also supposed to be churning out these destroyers and most planets don't have the capacity to handle the amount of stuff you're going to want to do so you're going to need to do like two build actions per round that's two command counters you're not putting into your fleet supply that you have to have to be effective so when are you expected to build all of these destroyers i think the fact that the command counter economy is tighter in ti4 is another nerf to yin Mm -hmm. and they've already lost a lot um i think it's it's difficult to decide and and the the counter argument too is maybe you don't have these big fleets maybe you have these little skirmishes all over the board you're just sending out small tiny fleets of destroyers again command counters again how many command counters am i supposed to spend to do this and so yeah you just constantly run into economy problems with the yin that that hinder you i feel like more than other people get hindered for sure for sure like Um, it's it's a race where you're expected to spend a lot of everything and you're not really given anything more than right. anyone else. Right. That's really the problem. Essentially, that that is the argument that we're making. Is you're this is a lot to hurt other people a lot. Mm-hmm. And but, you, and that and that pain is real, but you it's you there's no way as yin you're ever going to be able to kneecap the entire playing field. Right. Right. So how, so how are you going to win yeah, then? Yeah. There's kind of a reliance on the other players on the board maybe not paying attention to the yin, right? Because what we're sa- half the strategies we describe with the yin are like, ooh, you can pick off a lone carrier. Okay, well, the person has to like not be thinking about the yin brotherhood. Right. Or same thing with your dreadnought issue. It's like, you're telling me that for this race to be effective, people need to not even be thinking about the race's powers. And the meta, I think in general, it works against the yin. Yeah. Most people know that the yin are potentially dangerous, <laughs> like early game yeah. in that way. Nobody wants to have that happen to them. I don't know. I just don't see this as like a sneak attack, I guess yeah. is essentially. I don't I'm see saying. you doing sneak attacks and to do the alternative costs a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just when when do they earn points for themselves? They don't have any benefits to getting tech, so all the tech uh, objectives aren't really a big deal for them. Right. Controlling planets, um, you know, maybe they can do that, but it's not going to be because of their abilities except for the ground force one, right? So So there is some power there in that I can take out I can go and take out other people's planets that they haven't left very defended, right? Any planet with one or two ground forces on it is ripe for the picking for me as the yin. So still, that ability is good. It's just the sacri- the, the devotion ability that doesn't help you at all in that. So the only way I see them getting points is relying on their ground force conversion ability and basing their strategy completely around that and almost and honestly, ignoring ignore, devotion, yeah, exactly. except ignore for when it. it's convenient. You, all, yeah. you, you, you have your three destroyers kind of out there, a part of your major force, and then you play TI3 as usual, take a lot of planets, and hopefully... Every once in a while, you pick something off of the destroyer. Because otherwise, you're just going to lose too much money yeah. to the void. But it's like we said at the very beginning of the podcast, the the one ground force power is not good enough on its own. Yeah. Even though it's not bad, it's definitely not good enough on its own to warrant the Yin Brotherhood being a very good race. Right. right. I guess what I wanted to do then is, like, let's try to give them the benefit of the doubt and, like, 
brainstorm some brainstorm ways. some stuff that is going to be effective and i'm not talking about brainstorming like all these weird specific situations like what if he has a carrier and i have this and right. this many hexes away and blah, blah. that stuff is never useful because it's just like too specific but what metagame things what broad strokes can we take to maybe think of ways that you could play yeah. yin um, effectively the first thing that comes to mind is extortion um, extortion really, really. yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's have have your stuff out there close enough to all these other players so that when you see sardak nor getting too close to the jolnar you can say to the jolnar player hey you want me to take care of this guy like i can just throw my units at him and take out that fleet i can use my devotion ability and it's going to cost me a lot to do it unless you make it worth worth the time or at least break even yes that's what that that's really what it comes down to is i the only way I can really think of making this work is if somehow you have a way to turn your devotion ability into something where you're not losing to where it's not a yeah. toilet, yeah. basically. But, and and to play well, I feel like you're going to have to turn it into a way to make money. Yeah. At the beginning, we started to hint about, like, they get to play Kingmaker. And the only way I see them winning a game themselves is by twisting the board and playing with people's brains enough where they play Kingmaker against everyone and somehow end up on top of that. Mm -hmm. But even, like, enacting that strategy is a lot to ask, especially considering, like, I know when I start to try to do devious stuff on the board, everyone sees that I'm trying to do something somewhat, like, if I lie to someone and the moment that lie is revealed... I am no longer a trustworthy player. Right. So to be like this person who their whole strategy relies on bribing and extorting players, a lot of players just won't play ball. They'll just ignore you and, and you know, wipe out your force of destroyers. The scenario that people go back to a lot, um, and I think it's the most common thing, I think what, the first guy in our group that played Yin, I, I think did realize this eventually because he was really into them. His name was Alex. Uh, the whole carrier thing, the whole early game, go after the carrier, the expanding carrier to really hurt somebody. In my opinion, that's such a wasted effort. Mm -hmm. But if there's a way that you could basically just really threaten someone early game, be like, I'm about to destroy your carrier. I want your commodities. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying is like, if you can work their abilities in that way to where you're not actually blowing stuff up, maybe. Maybe yeah. you've got something there. Yeah, you use the threat of your abilities to your advantage. Right, because it, because again, and in, in, like, it's only as a grand strategy yeah. that devotion really sucks. But I mean, if we're talking about like, you know, a round of combat yeah. here or there, it's not costing you that much. But if you're able to work it in a positive way like right. that, then I think yeah, overall, yeah. it's kind of I kind of have similar feelings about the embers of Muat in that regard, where it's like, oh, they have this big scary thing that they can threaten people with. But, like, economically, they're kind of challenged. Mm -hmm. And so using that threat as really only a threat and being prepared to, you know, take the shots when people don't take you up on offers. But in general, using it to get stuff, just using the threat of your scary ability to get stuff out of it, I think, is the most effective thing you can hope to do. Mm -hmm. You got to, I think the only way that the yin is really going to work is uh, as a bully. I think you're going to have to bully people. Yeah. I'm at the the thing about this whole discussion, I will say, uh I kind of want to play him now. Actually. Yeah, it makes I, me I, very I badly really want to try him out. Yeah, yeah, before I was just like, uh, I don't I don't really care at all, but the fact that people are so into them 
Uh, more so than I mean, like we've we've talked about some races that we've said unfavorable yeah. things about, and yeah. we haven't had the response like we've had with Yen. Right. So I mean, I think I think you guys have kind of piqued my interest a little bit, and I want to <laughs> figure out how to make this work. Yeah. We just yeah, we're we we don't really hate any race. Yeah. It's we're just trying to uh, to really because even like, even weak races, it's like I want to see how they work, and I want to see what I can do with them. Right. Um, despite them maybe starting on a lower footing. So yeah, I think that's all we have to say about the Yin Brotherhood. Um, I'm sure there's still arguments against us, and I think at this point it's just kind of like we can't say anything else until we play multiple games with them. I mean, right. it's like I need to right. sit down and try out every version of their strategy I can to see which one kind of works. And it's going to depend on your play group a lot too because um, any strategy that relies on like early game extortion is something that's tricky for me to do as a player because twilight imperium is a 10 hour long game and i tend to play it with close friends and i don't want to knock someone out of the game early right. on and just be right. like cool you don't get to have any more fun for the rest of the day right yeah the idea of like actually actually kneecapping someone yeah. and then being like okay well we're gonna have to play the rest of this 10 hour game together and you're just done yeah. you know i really really got you yeah yeah, I recognize rough. that as like a weakness of kind of our play style, and and depending on the context, you know, I'm more willing to to be a kneecapper. But but yeah, for the most part, I think I'm not excited by Yin just because it's you got to be so mean. Yeah, yeah, it's re- it's very mean. It's mean. <laughs> They're meanie pants. Actually, you know what? Forget everything we've said. Uh, basically, They're our only mean. they're just we think they're meanies. So yeah. that's it. That's all our argument. It's just that we think they're meanies. Also, it'll be fun to talk about them again in the first round discussions as yeah. well. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to get my head in there. Yeah. As to play to be the to game. actually figure it out. Yeah. To actually find a way to play these guys that I feel satisfied with and happy with. Yeah. Because you guys do it, so I want to. Yeah. Bring us into the cult with you. Yeah, bring us into your brotherhood. Make us your brothers. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for listening to this special presentation. Uh, And we'll have... It's a bonus episode. It's a bonus episode. Sorry, I keep wanting to give it different titles. Uh, And our technology episode will be up later today. Yeah, bye. Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thank you to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica. Bellum Gloriosum.